Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked, subscribed, and commented. Your interest is noticed and deeply appreciated. In today's podcast, I'm going to cover a topic which is controversial in the Aikido world, self-defense. Heated arguments and debates arise constantly among Aikido practitioners who seem to be at odds whether Aikido is suitable for self-defense or is a martial art at all. It was one of these debates which sponsored me to start the Facebook group Aikido the Martial Side. The debate itself was one of the sessions in the online telesummit which was organized by Miles Kessler back in 2017. The most popular session was a debate of whether Aikido is a martial art. The debate included senseis Roy Dean, Lenny Sly, Corky Quakenbush, and Vince Salvatore. I'll leave a link to the debate in the description. It ran almost two hours and got quite heated, more so than any other discussion during the telesummit. It seemed this debate struck on the identity crisis of Aikido, right down to the very essence of what Aikido is. The evolution of Aikido has gone so far that many practitioners and instructors believe what they are doing and teaching isn't a martial art and has no application in self-defense. It is fine for people to take up any endeavor they wish and to train however they like. Each choice has consequences. In this case, the general perception is that martial arts are made to teach how to deal with physical violence. There is no amount of enlightenment that can make water not wet. This debate pointed out to me that there were many people who knew Aikido was a martial art, was at one time well known for being very capable for self-defense, and was in fact designed to be exactly that. These people were passionately interested in that aspect of the art, and I'm one of them. It seems like the image of Aikido was being diluted so much that even senior Aikido practitioners lost track of the history and perspective of what Aikido was and had turned it into something else entirely, which was not martial at all. I admit that this perspective doesn't make sense to me as it flies in the face of what the instructors of the Aikido lineage showed by example. It seemed important for people who were interested in the martial heritage and capability of Aikido to have a place to connect and communicate with each other. So I set up the Facebook group Aikido the Martial Side. I was hoping it would be a refuge for instructors and practitioners to discuss the martial aspects of Aikido without the static of people who kept saying that Aikido wasn't a martial art or that it was useless for self-defense. What happened after that was far greater than I had hoped. People came together and regularly shared meaningful and insightful discussions, and I've learned more about Aikido's history than I did in more than 10 years on the mat. All that said, today's podcast is built on that effort. Aikido is a martial art, there is no question about that. If someone wants to use Aikido motions and movements to exercise, meditate, or find spiritual peace, so be it. Aikido can suit those interests, but it is far more than that. People who use it only for those things are missing a core aspect of the art. I don't blame them. That part is not easy to practice or build skill with. I can understand why some would shy away from it. It's not for everyone. For those of us who are interested in that aspect and are willing to do the work, I want to share the ideas I use to advance my own Aikido so it could be very self-defense capable. It is also important to me as an instructor that I can pass along those lessons to my students in the most effective ways possible. Excuses are indications of weakness and failure, and I noticed Aikido tends to have hundreds of excuses and explanations why it is not suitable for self-defense. It is important to dispense with the excuses and get to work building your art into what you want. As I moved forward on making my Aikido more self-defense capable, I noticed two things. First, Aikido was quite limited in what it did. I found this as I cross-trained and noticed that there were great techniques which worked very well, but Aikido didn't use. 
Second, I realize that Aikido is really not about particular techniques. This is pointed out in Osensei's statement. The techniques of Aikido change constantly. Every encounter is unique, and the appropriate response should emerge naturally. Today's techniques will be different tomorrow. Do not get caught up with the form and appearance of a challenge. Aikido has no form. It is the study of the spirit. I noticed that many Aikidoka would bog themselves down in arguments about what is and what is not Aikido. Speaking of arguments, one of the most notable touchy subjects is that of a temi. The idea of striking someone in any way seemed disgusting to many Aikidoka. Yet you ask any martial artist on the planet, and they don't give the idea of either striking or dealing with strikes a second thought. Strikes are the nature of the landscape, even with wrestlers whose sport doesn't include striking. They know how they would deal with a striker, and their art is very solid. This brought me to examine a temi with my Aikido. Are a temi only punches or delivered with a fist? Of course not. What would be considered off-limits for a temi, such as using feet, shins, knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, or even the head to deliver an atemi? It seemed only reasonable to me that if I can unbalance my uke with a fist, there is no reason whatsoever I couldn't do it with any other part of my body. I felt the only distinction was what my strike was meant to do. If I wanted merely to cause injury with it, that seemed to stray outside the bounds of what I felt Aikido was. However, if my strike successfully captured uke's mind, unbalanced them mentally, or took his posture, unbalanced them physically, then I was using a strike in the spirit that Atemi was meant. In the larger scope of self-defense, if my strike succeeds in ending violence while I remain safe and cause as little harm to Uke as possible, then it also seems to abide by the overall spirit of what Aikido is designed to do. Of course, Aikido has very little for Atemi with feet and legs, so I had to learn from arts which specialized in these things. Every art has what I call bread and butter techniques, which are their most simple, direct, and effective techniques for taking care of business with very little fuss. You don't need to immerse yourself in an entire art to get benefit from studying it. I found that practitioners of every art who study it for years often immerse themselves so deeply in the complex stuff that they often forget about their bread and butter techniques. They can still perform them, but they spend more time on complicated techniques to keep themselves entertained and engaged. It was the simple and direct stuff that I found the most beneficial. As I was looking at my Aikido with an eye on what I wanted to be able to do, something occurred to me. I never wanted to be surprised or taken out of my element. This was a lesson that I had learned in my full contact competition days. You fight someone who is doing something you've never seen before and you can be surprised. In that moment of hesitation, he can beat you because you just weren't aware how to spot what he was doing or deal with it effectively. The only solution to this is to familiarize yourself with how other fighters fight. In the case of Aikido, I wanted to learn how to spot and deal with someone who had some boxing experience, or wrestling, or kicking, or whatever. My Aikido needed solid answers to these attacks, especially their bread and butter, which is what they will likely pull out first. I needed to learn their language, so to speak. Given that I don't have every waking hour to train in everything, the approach which made the most sense to me was to learn their most common and useful attacks and how they worked. I studied their weaknesses and how to respond effectively to them. In many cases, their art contains the best counters to their own attacks. A splendid example of this is the leg takedown in wrestling. Wrestlers know how to deal with this very well, so I shamelessly stole their techniques and integrated them into my Aikido. As I did this, I found I had to be careful not to take on the sport approach. To use the wrestling example, 
I would not try to end my evasion of a leg takedown by going to the ground with my attacker and trying to pin him. That is what a sport wrestler would do. Instead, I want to disengage and get to my feet immediately while he is still on the ground. There are instances where the best answer to such techniques do not lie in the art itself. Usually this is because the best response is something that the art has made illegal. An example of this is Muay Thai fighters. The head plumb is a powerful position in Muay Thai. Two excellent responses are to drive your opponent back into the ropes or to close for a body lock or leg capture. Raise your opponent up in the air and throw him to the ground. The body lock, lift, and throw is not allowed in Muay Thai competition, nor is driving more than one step, as I understand it. So the head plumb is a bit overpowered since its easiest and most effective counters are illegal. I found in many cases the most effective counters to the techniques in a given art, particularly one which is a competitive sport, tend to be outside of it. No art is perfect, no technique is unstoppable or uncounterable, and every attack has its vulnerabilities. I wanted my Aikido to include these things, and my technique suited to them. In order to do this, I needed to train how to execute these attacks well and teach my practice group how to do them. The better we could all do these attacks, the better our training would be. We're generally not as good as those who specialize in them, but we get pretty close. Close enough to build a decent level of skill in dealing with them. There is always more work to do, of course. One gaping hole I felt Aikido has, and most standing arts do, is familiarity with the ground. I did a podcast not long ago about the well-known claim that 90% of fights end up on the ground. This is a myth, but the fact is it could happen. The big question is, are you ready for it when it does? I felt my answer had to be a resounding yes. I gave some thought to studying jiu-jitsu, but as I looked at it, I saw that jiu-jitsu was trending hard and fast towards the sport aspect. This is something that Hicks and Gracie himself has expressed concern about. As I wanted to focus on the self-defense angle, jiu-jitsu just didn't attract me. I understand that Brazilian jiu-jitsu has a robust self-defense heritage, but when I looked around it seemed that the heritage was being effectively marginalized in favor of the sport chess game. I suppose this is Brazilian jiu-jitsu's version of what Aikido has gone through, with the self-defense aspect being replaced with movement meditation and choreography practice. I was lucky enough to find mentors who were elite martial artists who were not traveling down the sport route. In fact, the opposite was true of them. Chris and Reed both came from sport backgrounds but had adopted their martial arts for practical real-world application. They both had direct experience with many years of dealing with attackers who were not abiding by sport rules. It is impossible to describe how beneficial training with these two for more than 12 years and counting has been. It has affected my training and understanding of the martial arts down to its very roots. I worked on integrating all they had to share with me on improving my Aikido, and I found that it didn't take long for me to realize just how well things they showed me blended with Aikido, both in physical application and in spirit. As professional law enforcement officers, it is their duty to end physical violence as quickly as possible with minimum damage to a suspect. Does this sound familiar? It sounded exactly like Aikido's purpose, with only one minor variation. That is, they had the duty to apprehend. I, as a private citizen, have no such duty. However, the approach and application of technique is very similar, and I always have the choice to disengage if I so desire. The physical parts fit into what I had learned in Aikido very well. Integrating them adjusted my Aikido, too. The two kind of met in the middle ground. In traveling this road, I don't feel I gave up anything that wasn't needed. In this regard, I felt that I stuck to what Bruce Lee talked about, take what is useful, reject what is useless. 
I had little regard for dogma or tradition. If something didn't work well, I would work to improve it until it did. If something worked well from another art, I would adopt it. If something just couldn't be made to function reliably, I would abandon it in favor of more reliable techniques. The depth of my scrutiny and study started shallow, but went very deep. It's a process I'm still going through. It's a project which will keep me busy for a long time, and it's one which is fun to share with my students. As I dove deeper, I realized I kept running into a wall. That wall was the test criteria I had inherited from the organization I'd been in. I came to the point of realizing it needed a full overhaul to take on the shift of focus towards being more self-defense oriented and wanting to build solid skills in my new students for their first six months. That's a lengthy subject, so I will address it in more detail in the next episode. What do you think? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or go to the Facebook group Aikido the Marshall side and post a comment. The Spirit Aikido online program is now live. Subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods that I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.